It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important story. Out here in Colorado, we had a sex education bill that was passed. It was signed by the governor and put into law. I just can't believe what is happening to uh, public education. The latest in politics and world affairs. We are now using policy that if you don't affirm something, that they use policy then to take away your businesses. Today's current opinions and ideas. Kids are just being bombarded with darkness. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. You know, we need to get back to letting our kids be kids. Uh-oh, guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Leslie, guess what today is. It's hump day. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo, indeed, it is hump day. And welcome to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued. You have purpose today. Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And thank you to this team that I get to work with. That is producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, Echo, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. I cannot believe that it is already Wednesday, producer Steve. (laughs) I can top that. Tomorrow is halfway through September. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and what is it then? What fi- we're what fifty five days out on this election? Fifty five today, yes. Uh-huh. And and actually less than that because in Colorado the um, ballots are mailed out about three weeks before that. So um, yeah, we are in election season right now for sure. And, one, of, um, one of the uh, head- headlines on the Fox News website is the fact that uh, the Democratic Party is leading the Republican Democrat. Party. Oh, Democrat. Did it again. Anyway, that party over there, the blue guys, uh, they are leading the red guys in the number of absentee ballots requested or sent out. So, uh, I don't know. I'm scratching my head. Uh, You know, these uh, radical activists that have taken over the Democrat Party, uh, there's this talk about a red wave, and I think generally the American people, I mean, people do not like the results of these terrible policies. But these radical activist um, people that have taken over the Democrat Party and the deep state, they realize that um, that people, I think people do want to vote them out. And so they're going to be like a caged animal. They are not going to go easy, uh, easily, because uh, they have worked for years to get to this point, to get this power. And so uh, it's going to be very interesting these next 55 days, Producer Steve, because those that have worked so hard to take power, uh, to take the power away from the people, uh, they are not going to go easily. And I'm very concerned about that, Steve. As you should be, because, uh, you know, I I guess, okay, here I am in my current position in life. And for too many years now, I've been telling myself, well, it can't get any worse than this. And I've been wrong every time. Yes, it is a very serious time. That is why, though, the battle of ideas is so important. That's why we do this show, is so that you can get your brain around these issues. Because I was thinking of the words, uh, the, the different words. What, what, where they're headed is destruction. America, the American idea, was unleashing the creativity of people. Uh, you know, what they look to is chaos. Uh, the American idea, our, our um, rule of law, constitutional law, is order. And uh, so we see these, these, two, these things are, you know, they're colliding right now. 
And uh, that is why it is so important, first of all, to engage in this battle of ideas. And we all have homework this week, and that is to read the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, because Saturday is Constitution Day. And, of course, there's this amazing celebration of the Constitution going on up in Grand Lake, Colorado. It's their 11th annual U.S. Constitution Week. And uh, we're going to be talking with Mark Avil just a little bit later today uh, about um, how that's going. And would love to have you come up to Grand Lake on Saturday. I'm going to be there, and it's going to be a great day. And we'll talk with Mark a little bit later about that. But we all have homework this week, and that is to get our brains around these ideas so that we can engage in this battle of ideas with our friends, our family, our colleagues, our neighbors. Uh, and it is an, a very important um, battle of ideas that is raging right now, Producer Steve. Well, it's a point worth making. When, over the last two centuries, when did the United States get the rest of the world's attention in terms of, wow, look at these guys. Look what they can do. Look what they are doing. Look at uh, the those ideas that people are actually running to from our country, which is hundreds of years, maybe even thousands of years older than the United States you know, and on paper. It's this document, and it's worth you know knowing more about. It's worth celebrating. It is, and it won't take that long. And so maybe turn off social media here for maybe an hour and just go through that. Uh, so anyway, highly recommend that. Go to Grand Lake U.S. Constitution Week to get all of the information. They have lectures at six, or excuse me, at um, eleven o'clock in the uh, every morning and six o'clock in the evening. And again, we'll talk with Mark Avil about that. Uh, be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You'll get first look at our upcoming guests, our most recent essays, our most recent uh, podcast. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. And we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. That's why we can see that these uh, uh, ideas that the radical activist Democrats and really they're they're socialists and it's moving us towards communism. And uh, what communism is, is that everybody except the elites are equal, have equity in their misery. And um, so that's this big battle of ideas that's that's going on right now. But yes, what do you think, Steve? Well, I always stop and ask because we we know that these people are out there, and it's like, what is their motivation? And I think you just defined it. They're elites, and you know they'll stay in in the you know they'll rise up to be the cream of society or the cream of you know things politically, while the rest of us suffer uh, suffer in that equity. As my friend, uh, one of my friends said that in equity, when we're all equal, we will all be sharing a saltine cracker. And that seems a little, a little out there, but when you look at what is, what their policies are trying to do across the world, and we'll be talking in the second hour with Trent Luce, uh, who is an expert on all of these, uh, rural issues. And, uh, t- when we see what's happening uh, with the Dutch farmers, I mean, through policy, they are trying to shut down food producers, and then they telegraph there's going to be food shortages. They're they're wanting they're wanting to make it occur, uh, which is absolutely 
mind-boggling. But we'll talk with Trent Luce about that in the second hour. So how all this works is that we're live 6 to 8 a.m. Monday through Friday. The first hour is rebroadcast 1 to 2 in the afternoon. The second hour, 10 to 11 at night. And that is on all KLZ platforms. But my friends, remember, it is never compassionate to take other people's stuff, whether or not it's their rights, their property, their freedom, their livelihood, opportunity, or their lives via force. And that force can be a weapon, policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear, coercion, government-induced inflation, the World Economic Forum, Davos, a globalist elite's agenda. That's where we're at right now. And then to push that forward, it's such a bad idea that that it can't not, cannot stand on the merit of its own own um, ideas, its own premises. So you have to have co- uh, coercion. That's why we are all so concerned about the 87,000 IRS uh, agents that are authorized in the Democrats' Inflation Reduction Act, uh, which that went really well yesterday at the White House. <laughs> Uh, Joe Biden was going to have a garden party yeah. uh, to uh, to celebrate the fact that this is going into law. And, uh, and, and the same day that he was having the garden party for the Inflation Reduction Act, which is really an income reduction act for everyday individuals, uh, the inflation numbers came out and they were up 8.3 percent. Uh, and that was uh, more than expected. So because it was more than expected, the stock market plummeted 1,200 points. And just remember, those inflation numbers do not include food or fuel. So those inflation numbers are greater than that. And unfortunately, I'm going to have to go toss my... I guess I did actually get rid of all my vinyls a long time ago because I thought... I should have kept all them because uh, I I thought I should have kept them because we we realized that old things become new, but I didn't. But I remember I had the Sweet Baby James um, album, and if I had it, I guess I'd have to toss it out Mm -hmm. because James Taylor was there at the garden party with his guitar talking about um, how important the environment is. And so uh, while the country is, is being... I mean, they're trying to destroy America. That's the bottom line. Well, two things. Was uh, James' uh, appearance there pro bono? And also, number two, it's like you want a modern-day reenactment of uh, Nero <clears throat> fiddling while Rome burns. I think this was it. <laughs> and that was James Taylor uh, playing the guitar while, while America is being attacked, for sure. So uh, let's see. Uh, I think that's the main headline that I wanted to mention. We've got a, a great show planned for you today. We're going to have three segments with Dr. James Lyonsweiler. And uh, they're running these courses through ipac-edu.org. And I'm taking the one that is on Wednesdays, although the girls are coming over tonight. So I can't uh, I can't attend my my course tonight. So the great thing about that is, is it is uh, recorded, and I will be able to get to that a little bit later but um yes the girls are coming over tonight which means that i'm going to be taking advantage of the hooters wings special you buy 20 wings you get 10 for free and i love the smoked wings crispy uh, and i normally get half lemon uh, pepper rub and the other texas barbecue rub the girls love them and uh, so check that out at, at um, my website. I've got all the, the uh, information regarding Hooters there. And it's an interesting story how they became partners of the show. It's a story about freedom and free markets and capitalism. Hey, uh, so, don't leave your quote of the day behind here. Oh, I yes. I got into thinking about Sweet Baby James. I did forget that. And uh, chose chose this from uh, James Madison. 
because he's noted as the father of the Constitution. He was an American statesman, diplomat, and founding father. The other sweet baby James, yes. The the real sweet baby James. The original. The original. He was born in 1751. He died in 1836, and he said this. That's what, And this is why we have the Second Amendment. He said, disarm the people, and that is the best and most effective way to enslave them. So when we look at all of these uh, conversations by the radical activist Democrats about uh, gun, um, gun violence and gun control, uh, realize the only people they're really trying to disarm is everyday abiding, uh, law-abiding citizens. And that is why it is so important that we protect um, all of our Bill of Rights, uh, but uh, definitely for sure the Second Amendment, uh, which is the right for us to bear arms. And so let's go to break. When we come back, we'll, we will be talking with uh, Dr. James Lyons-Weiler about some of these uh, very important things happening in the healthcare arena. Stay tuned. The Metro home ownership real estate market is very tight right now. That's why Kim Munson recommends you have seasoned REMAX realtor Karen Levine on your side of the table. Karen Levine will help you navigate through the many details of your home buying experience so that you can successfully pursue your American dream. Because Karen Levine cares about property rights for each individual, she volunteers hundreds of hours to represent home ownership opportunities at the local, county, state, and national levels. If you are considering buying or selling your home, call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. With the professional training from Franktown Firearms, everyone can improve. The experts at Franktown meet you at your current level of experience, gauging your confidence and ability so they can recommend exactly what's right for you. After you purchase your first or tenth firearm, Franktown will always encourage you to train. They maintain a comfortable atmosphere, offering lessons for improvement with one-on-one classes and private training or even group classes, guiding you along your journey from beginner to expert. They even offer a concealed carry certification class. Franktown Firearms doesn't play by the corporate model. As a family-owned, operated, and family-friendly business, they give everyone the time they deserve. They emphasize the importance of training in a comfortable and inclusive environment. Franktown Firearms wants you to be as invested in improving your skills as they are in training with you. Sign up for any of their group or personalized courses today at klzradio.com forward slash Franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We are in, indeed an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And someone that is uh, on the forefront at looking at these issues of freedom versus force, force versus freedom, is Dr. James Lyons Weiler. And you can find him, uh, many of his uh, writings at popular, or excuse, yeah, popular rationalism at Substack. But he is doing something really amazing. 
He uh, is the founder of IPAC, which is the Institute for Pure and Applied Knowledge. But he is creating a whole educational system that is very affordable, but it is with experts uh, throughout the country. And it's uh, remarkable, and I'm actually signed up for the course that is on Wednesdays. It's How Not to Be Fooled by Dr. Mark McDonald who we had on recently, who's a child psychiatrist in uh, Los Angeles, and he's written a couple of very important books. The latest one is Freedom from Fear. Uh, so Dr. Jack, Dr. James Lines-Weiler, it is great to have you on the show. Welcome. It's great. It's great to talk to you again, Kim, and thanks for having me on. Um, how's that course going for you? I love it. It's uh, It started last week, but uh, th- you have designed this for busy people, and I'm a busy person, and so tonight I'm not going to be able to attend my course. Uh, it is at, um, let's see, 6 p.m. Mountain Time each Wednesday for 12 weeks, and the title is How Not to Be Fooled. But because you know that we are busy people, and the total cost is, I think it's $180, which is unbelievable that we can have access to these experts at such an affordable price. But I'm not going to be able to make it, so you're going. I so everything is on video, and so I will be able to go back and see the course um, um, later this week when I have time to do that, which I think is just great, Doctor Jack. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that that mixed format of having the live course for people who can make it uh, allows them to attend and see the the live Q&A before and after each lecture. And then, you know, being able to access the video anytime afterwards. uh, Yeah. And and the price is right for 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 everyone to be able to afford this. We actually have, you know, monthly payment plans of of, uh, about forty five dollars each per month if you can't afford it. Uh, a one-time payment of $180. But Mark McDonald is one of these voices. He's a psychiatrist, and he came out pretty early in COVID and said, "Listen, you're you're, you're being you're being saturated with propaganda, and so many people fell for it, and so many people now have COVID-19 vaccine regret. They have lockdown regret, and uh, his goal is the same as my goal, which is to let's educate the public to a ridiculous extent." So that they know more about biology, they know more about vaccine math, they they know more about epidemiology and genetics, and about psychiatry and psychological issues, so that they can't have the wool pulled over their eyes anymore. And so I'm I'm glad you're taking it. It, It's he's really reassuring to listen to, right? Here's somebody who knows what the problems are. He puts his finger on the problem and here's how to not be fooled by someone. It's a good course, even if it's not about, you know, the government disinformation campaigns and misinformation campaigns. It's a good course for anybody that wants to never be gaslit uh, by an abusive person. Maybe you have a boss who's, you know, uber manipulative and you can take the principles and practices of a healthy psychological approach towards dealing with these issues um, and yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to all of those lectures myself. So yeah, IPAC EDU is my brainchild, uh, during the height of COVID. It was summer of 2022, I guess. Yeah. I was on, a, I was on a boat in a lake in Michigan and I just had this epiphany that the answer really is to, so that the oligarchs and the people who are the technocrats, and they get on TV or they get on video, or they put out websites, and there's misinformation and bad information. Okay, fine. I guess we're just going to have to educate the entire public so that they can know and recognize 
truth from non-truth, something that makes sense scientifically, logically, uh, and so that they can enjoin in the discussion in public discourse, knowing that they're standing on a firm basis of knowledge. You know, I've, I've been doing biomedical research for 20 years, and during that period of time, one of the greatest challenges for people that do biomedical research is translating the results and translating the science for the public. So one of the our most popular courses is how to read and interpret a scientific study, right? So breaking down the barriers between science and the public. In the United States, the public pays for all of the money that the NIH uses and disperses to the universities. It pays for all the, through their taxes, uh, all the money that the CDC uses and abuses. Um, I, I can hardly say that anything that CDC is doing, especially around public health, is, 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 is science-based. But, um, you know, this is kind of my, my life's mission now, and we have uh, 26 instructors and, you know, 45 courses. They're not all online yet, but they're coming. Uh, I had 107 students sign up for my immunology course. These are people who never in their life would think that they would understand immunology to the degree that I've been able to teach them in 18 lectures. I have a course on environmental toxicology because if they're not going to take out the mercury and aluminum from all the vaccines so that we stop being poisoned by vaccines, that you know we don't also have to deal with the synergistic toxicity, the interactions between the metals and the vaccines and other toxins in our lives. Um, and we also have uh, Jen Kozak. She's a holistic wellness expert who deals with kids with autism and people with uh, uh, family members and adults and just everyday people that have have uh, mental issues associated with things like just quirks in their diet. They have food intolerance. She has integrative wellness that's running right now. Uh, she, so so we are, we're going all out to make sure that the public has, you, you said, access to experts. But, you know, oftentimes you can go someplace and you can go watch a video and it's a passive experience. Here, you get to see the other people in the class in real time. It, it, this is so that people who are spending their time alone, maybe they are overtasked, they have to take care of an aging parent and they have grandchildren and they're stressed out. Give yourself an hour, better yourself an hour a week and You'll, you'll, you'll be, it's remarkable. We have the best students, the most, that's the best questions. Last night we had an expert on the microbiome in my microbiome course tell us how the, the bacteria in our guts actually produce neurotransmitters like serotonin and that, that you have to have a well-balanced microbiome for you to have positive mood and how to do that. So, you know, we, we, we're going to do this for the next I don't know, 10, 15, 20, 50 years. <laughs> we want to educate the public in a way that they, only, they would never be able to get it in a four-year degree in college because their lives just don't lend that kind of uh, opportunity to them. And so that's what IPEC-EDU is all about, Kim. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing I just wanted to ask um, um, is, uh, will um, Biden be paying for a student loan for me to uh, sign up my $180 for the uh, the course? <laughs> If, if, you want, if you want that kind of dependency on the government for your well-being, maybe. I mean, listen, we, we, we'll, eventually we'll be having uh, people underwrite scholarship programs. If you want to get involved and you and you want to underwrite the uh, a scholarship program, 
Um, I, I have two families who've lost children to vaccines. The vaccine killed their children. And uh, they've given me permission to name scholarships after their their, their, their loved ones. Um, so we, we do do some development. And if you're interested in helping to underwrite that, just email us at info at ipak-edu.org. Because, you know, isn't that wonderful? We have some of these horror, horrific events that have happened in people's lives. They've lost their children. They've survived their children after trying to give them a vaccine and do something good. And now we can empower, we'll be able to empower people who can't afford even $180 just, you know, for, for an 18-week course or 15-week course. Um, so, yeah, the, the, my, my dreams are coming true. The, the instructors are being responsive. The student population is being responsive. And I'm making a whole new set of good friends. So, like you, Kim. And that's awesome. This is a marathon week for me. I, I'm I'm out with people every night this week, and I was up in uh, Fort Collins on uh, on Monday night, and there was a pediatric dentist that uh, she was asking about the course that I'm taking with uh, Dr. Mark McDonald, and uh, I think she she said, "Oh, I want to sign up for that." And so that's the beauty of it. It's not too late. It's even not too late as we get further into this because people will have the uh, video availability, but. Uh, Dr. Jack, please stay on the line with me because the show comes to you. You are a sponsor of the show and uh, so many contributors, but a sponsor that has been uh, with me for a long time and sponsors both the Kim Munson Show and America's Veteran Stories and is a friend is Lauren Levy. He is an expert in the mortgage arena. Uh, he's um, His company is Polygon Financial Group, and he works with many different lenders out there, and he really is helping people better their lives and uh, so it's great to have him on the line uh, I was going to call you Dr. Lauren Levy Lauren Levy uh, I think you're so smart you're Dr. Lauren Levy in the mortgage arena welcome hey good morning Kim we can go with that (laughs) okay Uh, boy yesterday uh, the stock market took a hit because inflation uh, numbers were more than expected and of course the um, Fed is telegraphing that uh, they're going to cool down these uh, this inflation numbers cool down the economy with higher interest rates which will play out in the mortgage arena so what are you seeing out there Lauren Levy? Well they already are um, I just as I was picking up my phone this morning to call in saw a headline that said uh, mortgage rates top six percent for the first time since 2008 and that depends on where those folks get their data. But, um, you know, as, as I tell you each week that we keep our eye on the 10-year U.S. Treasury, that got into the 340s yesterday. And there's a number at 348 that if it breaches 348, uh, that's the next resistance level that things could start to move higher fairly quickly. Um, you know, I know you mentioned that as the administration was celebrating the Inflation Reduction Act, right in front of us, inflation was spiking and you know, while they're doing that and rates were moving higher. So, again, as we always say, there's still a little window of opportunity here where our equity is as high as it's ever been because home values are still high, um, where people need to be looking at doing things to get them in place before rates move even higher, like a reverse mortgage or a fixed rate second mortgage on their home. Um, things like that are still out there and available. HELOCs, home equity lines of credit are getting more expensive. They're going to go up again next week because now we know the Fed's going to raise by at least three quarters, if not a full point, which will increase the rates on home equity lines of credit by an equal amount as soon as they do that. 
Well, and all this is government-induced inflation. Uh, people need to understand that, I think, because it is public policy. It is the policy of the radical activists that have taken over the Democrat Party that is causing this. And so people need to understand that. And, you know, I think about... Uh, senior citizens that are on fixed incomes, these inflation numbers really hurt them. And that's why the this uh, opportunity for a reverse mortgage, as you mentioned, with all this equity in people's homes would be, and, and they can take take out a reverse mortgage. They don't have to use it all, do they, um, uh, Lauren? No, or how does that work? A reverse, they can, as long as they're over 62, they can take out a reverse. They can use they can use the reverse to pay off their current mortgage if they have one, just to alleviate that pain point of a payment for them. But if there's equity remaining beyond that, they can take a line of credit that can just sit there and be open and, and available to them down the road if they have things that happen you know, while they're in a pinch. You know, if they have home repairs or something that happens to them where they need some additional funds, whatever that may be, uh, the money's sitting there oftentimes. So it's a good opportunity to take a look at. I'm not saying that It'll work or be right for everybody, but it's something to be educated on and take a look at it. While equity is as high as it is, um, should home prices start to come down at all, you know? Okay. And uh, there's no cost to do that, and knowledge is power. How can people reach you, Lauren Levy? Just give us a call at 303-880-8881. That's Lauren Levy, 303-880-8881. And uh, just, uh, you know, just have a conversation to, to see how you can make sure that you're putting yourself in a, a situation, more of a, um, you know, a protective situation as we're seeing the play out of these terrible Democrat policies. So, Lauren Levy, thanks so much. You and Karen Levine will be in studio next week. So I'm looking forward to that. And again, that's Lauren Levy. He is a specialist in the mortgage arena. And that's 303-880-8881. Lauren, we'll see you next week. Okay. See you then. Thank you. Okay, and we're going to go to break. We'll uh, continue on with Dr. James Lyons-Weiler. And be sure and check out ipac-edu.org for these amazing courses um, on just a variety of things. And I'm taking one that is on Wednesdays, and it is How Not to Be Fooled by Dr. Mark McDonald. But we'll be right back with Dr. James Lyons-Weiler. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Hey, everybody. Roots Medical here with an exciting update about the practice. In addition to specialties in hormones, thyroid, and gut health, Roots Medical is thrilled to now offer pediatrics. Scheduling is easy, and the appointments are comprehensive, genuine, and focused on your child. Take control of your child's health care by scheduling at Roots Medical. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your health care concerns. No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. 
All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on and who is responsible. That is why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. She has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim could use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim dot com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And knowledge is power. And um, I, I, I feel that we are just bombarded with all this information and it's so difficult to understand it and that is why what uh, dr james lineswiler is doing with ipac uh, edu.org uh, with uh, informing us uh, offering these courses so that we can start to kind of weed our way through all of this chaos is so important so again dr james lineswiler this is just so great at ipac-edu.org with all these courses and um Again, the one I'm taking is on Wednesdays. It's How Not to Be Fooled by Dr. Mark McDonald, and it's not too late for people to register, right, Dr. Jack? Yeah, absolutely. Registration is open until uh, uh, October 1st. We're going to keep it open until the end of the month. So there is a a closing window. We have a couple of weeks here where people can uh, make their decision. But also check out all the courses that are there. And we, we follow traditional University, college, semester schedule. So we have the fall semester starting in September. The spring semester starts in January, and then we actually do summer courses as well. It's so important, given all these issues that we see at the state level, at the local level, and at the national level, that people get their brain on. You have to be prepared for the next sham that's coming your way. There are billions of dollars at stake and millions of lives at stake. And, you know, people have a duty to participate in their own society, in their own governance. And if they're going to come at the public with manipulations based on technology, manipulations based on knowledge, then, you know, what better position can you be in if you educate yourself? Well, so that moves us to the the first subject that we really wanted to talk about, and that is uh, regarding a recent study uh, with some very disturbing information on randomized clinical trials regarding COVID-19. So what what should we know about that? Right. So COVID-19, you know, people might want to see this to go away. You know, this is an issue we're trying to get back to normal and treat it like it's just a regular risk that we have to accept. That's the latest messaging, like falling down the stairs or influenza. You know, they're ready now to give us this messaging that it's time for us to kind of move on from the uh, pandemic mindset. Uh, they've uh, published the seeds, and I say they, I mean the CDC that has published some disturbing, very disturbing facts recently uh when the COVID-19 vaccines were studied, they actually did not calculate the efficacy of the vaccines correctly. 
when we heard that the COVID-19 vaccine against the Wuhan strain was one, was uh, 95% effective against Wuhan, the, 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 the variant they're calling them, uh, they actually had to, Moderna and Pfizer had to manipulate the math um, because if they had not manipulated the math, then we would all have been told that the the vaccine efficacy in the trial, which is how, how well it prevented COVID-19 cases or produced antibodies, uh, then it only would have been 75%. Now, what's the difference between 95% and 75%? They left out everybody in the trial that got COVID before they got to their second shot because it's a two-dose series. Uh, I published this right away when that happened. It was very early on in the vaccination endeavor. I published it on, on Robert F. Kennedy's uh, Children's Health Defense uh, online magazine, The Defender. Um, but then they, they, they haven't done randomized clinical trials for the boosters. right? They, they've looked at whether boosters are likely to induce antibodies, but they haven't done randomized clinical trials. So the data have to come from real-world data and when the data come from real-world data, we're looking at not vaccine efficacy, but something called vaccine effectiveness. In September 7, 2022, uh, Medscape.com, or a.k.a. WebMD, actually published a report about a CDC report that, sh- that entitled, CDC says 44% of people hospitalized with COVID had a third dose or booster. Forty-four percent of people hospitalized. Now, the general public might not know is that the right number is it too few? Is it too many? In actuality, it's a big problem because the expected percentage of number the number of people that would be hospitalized if the the real-world effectiveness of the vaccine was zero is thirty-six percent. That is, if the, if the booster has absolutely no positive effect on reducing COVID-19 vaccines or the severity of the illness, then the percentage of people hospitalized with COVID should be 36%. And CDC is telling us it's 44%. So that means that you are more likely to be hospitalized if you've had the COVID booster than if, you, if you're vaccinated and had the COVID booster than if you're vaccinated and haven't. Now, this was that- a... Uh, this was that, based on a report that was published by the CDC August 26, 2022. That is absolutely unbelievable. Why on earth then uh, would pe- would people, I mean, why would they even be pushing the booster? And is the booster just another shot? Is that just another jab? And but they they call it what the you know the the two the two shot program and then the booster. I mean, is it just like getting another, another jab? Is that what it is? You know, I, I really don't know because the CDC completely bungled the rollout of the vaccine program. They, with respect to the definition of vaccinated, you're not vaccinated until two weeks after your second shot. If you get Pfizer or Moderna, but if you got the J and J you're vaccinated, if you get a single shot, and then since people, since lives are dynamic and there's complexities in the world, they didn't tell people if you're on the if you're on the Moderna series or Pfizer series, stay on it. That you can change to J and J. So it's all over the place. It does, as long as you get a third jab, 
they call it a booster, and there's not there's been insufficient studies. They never did a clinical trial, as I mentioned, on the boosters. But the real-world data, we've seen this before with the vaccination program, with Barnstable data, Barnstable County data coming out of Massachusetts. It was uh, early. It was July 2021. Um, we saw negative efficacy, negative effectiveness there as well. We saw that you were more likely to have a COVID-19 diagnosis if you're vaccinated in Barnstable County. And we saw the same data out of Israel using their data prior to that. So this isn't the first time that we've seen this. And the only way that they can make the vaccine look better is if they adjust for variables that they say they need to adjust for. But they've never proven that those adjustments for the data are actually functionally related. And those adjustments don't reflect real world situations. When you try to vaccinate the entire population, if they successfully vaccinated 100 percent of the data, uh, sorry, 100 percent of the people, why would you adjust for anything other than vaccine uptake? There's no other variable to be concerned with. So this is kind of crazy. It also mirrors something else that uh, was published in 2022 here in the uh, JAMA Network Journal. Um, this is an open access journal. Uh, the rate of SARS-CoV-2 reinfection during an Omicron wave in Iceland. Uh, it turns out that, uh, you know, the, the protection of, of prior infection against reinfection with Omicron was only 56%. <clears throat> compared to 92% with the Delta variant. The Delta variant's now extinct. But if you they, they, they defined reinfection as a, as a positive PCR test for COVID, for SARS-CoV-2, 60 or more days from a previous positive test. And it, it turned out, shockingly, that, and they, the, the author said, surprisingly, two or more doses of the vaccine was associated with a higher probability of a reinfection compared to one dose or less. Now, <clears throat> this might make people's head hurt, and it certainly should, because isn't the opposite what we're looking for? Aren't you supposed to get two vaccines rather than two doses of the vaccine rather than one dose to to reduce the probability of reinfection later on? Well, you've heard me talk about this here before, Kim. I've told the, the, your, your, your followers and listeners about antibody-dependent enhancement, right. where the antibodies to the wrong variant will cause interference and will actually help the new variant enter your cells. So, you know, people contact me all the time. I get so many emails. I'm vaccinated. What should I do? I don't know what to do. And the first thing I say is, I'm not your medical doctor. I can't give you medical advice. But go do your own research and find the doctors that are saying that quercetin blocks the virus. Quercetin and zinc blocks the virus. That was Zev Zelenko. He's, he passed from lung cancer last year. Go look at and ask your doctor about ivermectin, which blocks the viral entry into the cell. We know the mechanism. And ask your doctor about to, to look at the science, the actual science on hydroxychloroquine, not just the science, the, the studies that CDC wants you to look at. All of, the, all of that knowledge that people knew last year about COVID-19 is hopefully still relevant. It's not as though we have any data that show that the, the, the virus has evolved away from being a virus that uses the, uh, the same cellular entry port, the same proteins to get in there. In fact, Dr. Jacques Fantini from France showed quite clearly that antibody-dependent enhancement Started, would, would have started happening if the vaccine was present, even with the gamma virus, 
we're at Omicron. So when Delta was introduced, uh, sorry, when, when Delta came, uh, evolved and the vaccine was introduced to, to Europe, he, Dr. Jacques Fontini says that that's what pushed the Delta wave. So another crazy point that I can't wrap my head around is the FDA has this recommendation guidance requirement for the booster shots. Uh, I'm sorry, not for the booster shots, but for the for the for the updated vaccines. Part of part of the promise of COVID-19 vaccines was with the mRNA vaccines, we're going to be able to update them and and keep on top of the new variants. Well, we haven't seen any updates to the vaccine, and people started complaining about that, knowing about antibody-dependent enhancement and pathogenic priming. And so FDA said, listen to, you know, to Pfizer and Moderna, you're going to have to update these. When you update them, FDA, for no apparent reason that makes any logical sense, is going to require them not only to target the most recent variant of Omicron, but also Wuhan 1, the original variant, which is extinct in the United States. It's extinct in China. It's extinct around the world. The only reason that I can imagine that they would, there's two reasons. I've put a lot of thought into this. One reason is, well, they would have to go back to regulatory square one unless they have the original virus in there, right? Number two, it can enhance, it can cause disease enhancement so they'll have more cases. Now, I don't know if that latter possibility is true, but what I'm saying is if they are intentionally causing cases of COVID because they know the negative efficacy, they know that you're more likely to get COVID or be hospitalized with COVID, then there's a serious, serious problem that has to be addressed at the administration level at right now. We can't wait for an election. We can't have these new vaccines come on board if they're going to enhance the likelihood that somebody's going to get COVID if they happen to be vaccinated or if they're boosting. And yes. so remember that you are entitled to informed consent. Your doctor, if you go to vaccinate, has to tell you about the things I'm telling you about. They have to tell you the current knowledge about the vaccine science. You're entitled to that informed consent. They should not, if they're a professional, the professional standard and the standard of care is that they should not get mad at you. They should not throw you out of their practice. They should be able to discuss these things with you. And if they can't talk with you about the vaccine, the risks of the vaccines, the potential benefits of the vaccines, and the alternatives, this is very important, the alternative medical care for COVID, the alternative practices that the frontline doctors are using, Dr. Pierre Corey uh, and so many other people are using, then they are denying you informed consent under the Code of Federal Regulations in the United States of America. It's a wow. federal right that wow. we won. The population won these rights to informed consent through lawsuits in 1905 to 1914. Wow. So these, hey, these are basic rights that we have, and they, you're entitled to them, so don't, don't take any forced vaccine. Okay. Hey, Dr. Jack, we need to go to break. I'm talking with Dr. James Linesweiler. Before we do that, though, just a couple of things. Wanted to um, mention the USMC Memorial Foundation. Uh, they're raising money to remodel the Marine Memorial out at Sixth and Colfax. And you can help them by going to USMCMemorialFoundation.org. That's USMCMemorialFoundation.org. And then also it is Grand Lakes U.S. Constitution Week. Uh, this week, uh, main event is on uh, Saturday, and I have the 
great honor to emcee that event. Uh, but go to GrandLakeUSConstitutionWeek.com for more information on that. We will be talking with the president uh, and volunteer president of uh, the Grand Lake U.S. Constitution Week in the second hour. I've got Dr. James Linesweiler on the line. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back. Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. Are you concerned about the curriculum taught in government-run schools? Are you concerned about CRT and sexual indoctrination worldview agendas taught to your children in government-run schools? Are you concerned that your children are not receiving a quality education in the government-run public schools? Have you considered homeschooling but don't know where to start? Christian Home Educators of Colorado, or CHECK, has answers. You can homeschool. Go to check.org slash start. Kim Munson highly recommends Christian Home Educators of Colorado. Reclaim your child's education by going to chec.org slash start today. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. <clears throat> Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there, and you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, then you uh, shouldn't have to force people to do it. Dr. Jack, um, and he is, you can find his um, his essays at uh, Popular Rationalism at Substack, and would highly recommend that you join me in um, the course that he is offering through ipac-edu.org on how not to be fooled. But you mentioned administration. We only have about four minutes left, Dr. Jack. But um, something remarkable happened out here in Colorado, and we had um, three counties, Tri-County Health, it was a health department, that uh, was very, uh, very heavy-handed through this whole COVID um, experience, if you will. And so what happened is my county, Douglas County, and hats off to the Douglas County commissioners, uh, they voted to get out of Tri-County Health. And when they did that, Adams County, which was now they were down to two-county health, uh, and they decided to get out. So Arapahoe County's like, well, we don't want to be here by ourselves. So they got out. So Tri County became Zero County because uh, they have um, filed with uh, the courts that they're going to dissolve. Now this take has taken time, but uh, boy, I, I find that very encouraging. So we've got just about four minutes. What's your comments on that, Doctor Jack? Okay, so we have uh, bad information coming at the local level all across the United States through these agencies, through these committees, 
I would say this is par for the course. We saw this before COVID. When when the information coming to you is not reliable because that's the party line, but real-world information and science and studies conflicts with that, we're supposed to update the policy. And my thoughts are the same thoughts that I have every single time. Public health should never be political. Your medical care should never be political. If a politician is telling you that they have the solution for your medical care, they're asking you to empower them with decisions over your very life. And I would encourage everyone to work with me and others who are attempting to change medicine back to, believe it or not, not-for-profit. In the 1980s, it was considered distasteful and perhaps illegal for hospitals to turn a profit. They couldn't even turn a profit from their parking, right? And then in the mid-1980s, it all changed with for-profit medicine. And now we have the government that's underwriting and bailing out for-profit medicine. It's grown to the point where it's oversized, and I'm sorry if you work in a hospital, I'm sorry if you're a nurse and your life depends on it, your life is important too, but big medicine takes up over one out of every $5 of our national budget. We don't have enough productivity in our country. Now, remember the number three cause of death are medical errors. Why is the CDC not super focused on the epidemic of medical errors, deadly medical errors. The focus is on underwriting the companies, working with the companies to make sure they're profitable, not making sure that the medical care that you're given is absolutely the best in the world and that you have an alter- a, a list of alternative choices that you can make yourself through the process of informed consent. So don't rely on public health for medical options. They're not medical doctors. What they are are people that should be relaying to you what the science says about certain medical practices and infectious disease. They shouldn't be telling you anything about your medical care that you don't have a conversation, that you should get that conversation, have those conversations directly with your own physician or team of physicians. That, that, that's my thought. It's a big, big problem. It's just a, a symptom of this big problem. Well, it's become a hospital industrial complex. When I uh, drive around the metro area and see these huge facilities, uh, I, I realize that we've really moved away from the doctor-patient relationship. And I am all for that when you say that these big hospitals um, should move away and go back go back to nonprofits there, you're not saying that we don't pay our nurses and our doctors. We pay them for doing their job well and let the free market, I think, um, work that out. So, hey, Dr. Jack, we are out of time. Uh, it goes way too quickly, and I learned so much. But again, uh, what is that website? site for people to sign up uh, for your courses. They're very affordable and they are the top of the line experts. So what is that website? Well, it's ipa-edu.org, ipac-edu.org. And if you want to support the research that we do, you can join us with a small monthly donation at IPAC, the not-for-profit research foundation, which is ipaknowledge.org. Okay. Thank you, it's, Kim. It's been a pleasure spending this time with you. I can't wait till we can see public policy change in favor of allowing good doctors and nurses to do their job. 
Absolutely. And again, that's ipak-edu.org. So, Dr. Jack, we'll talk to you again next uh, next month. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Okay. And since it is Constitution Week, our quote for the end of the show is James Madison. He said, we are free today substantially, but the day will come when our republic will be an impossibility. It will be an, an impossibility because wealth will be concentrated in the hands of a few. A republic cannot stand upon bayonets. And when the day comes when the wealth of the nation will be in the hands of a few... Then we must rely upon the wisdom of the best elements in the country to readjust the laws of the nation to the changed conditions. So, my friends, today be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America. It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important story. Socialization of transportation, education, energy, housing, and water. What it means is is that government controls it through rules and regulations. The latest in politics and world affairs. Under the guise of bipartisanship and nonpartisanship, it's actually tapped down the truth. Today's current opinions and ideas. On an equal field in the battle of ideas, mistruths or misconceptions, and it is getting us into a world of hurt. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there and you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And uh, thank you to all of you for listening. You're each treasured. You're valued. You have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, you were made for this moment. And thank you to this team that I get to work with. That's producer, uh, producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, Echo, and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Uh, happy Wednesday to you, Producer Steve. Yeah, wonderful Wednesday. It's uh, hump day, but we didn't hear from you-know-who, so it is hump day. Well, in the first segment we did, but or the first hour we did, but uh, not this second hour. And, um, and the way this works is we're on from 6 to 8 a.m. every Monday through Friday. The first hour is rebroadcast 1 to 2 in the afternoon. The second hour, 10 to 11 at night. And this is on all KLZ platforms. That's KLZ 560 a.m., KLZ 100.7 FM. You can uh, listen via the website or also via the app. Um, it is Constitution Week up in Grand Lake, Colorado, and I can't wait to get up there. Uh, I have the great honor to emcee the main event, and my gosh, what they have planned on Saturday is is fabulous. And we'll talk with uh, Mark Auville, who is the president of the Grand Lake U.S. Constitu- Constitution Week here in the last segment. So today we're not going to do call-ins because uh, we've got everything so jam-packed and wanted to hear from Mark today about uh, how things are going and what's coming up. So we'll do that in the last segment. I'm talking with Trent Luce in segments two and three, and uh, he is an expert regarding these issues facing rural America. And remember, rural America feeds America and feeds the world. And so when we've got these um, pundits and politicians and bureaucrats and interested parties uh, telegraphing that we're going to have food shortages, and we look at the 
the policies out there, well, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out if you're trying to limit food production, you're going to have food shortages. And uh, so we're going to talk with him about that. But because it's Constitution Week, we're doing a lot of quotes this week from James Madison, who is the father of the Constitution. And uh, he was the fourth president of the United States. And uh, he is hailed as the father of the uh, Constitution for his pivotal role in drafting and promoting uh, the Constitution of the United States. He was uh, he born in 1751. He died in 1836. And this is why we have the Second Amendment. He realized this, and he said this. He said, disarm the people, and that is the best and most effective way to enslave them. So when there are those, Steve, out there in this um, CRT, the critical race theory curriculum or whatever the, they call it, and they talk about slavery and how bad it is, but yet the radical activists that are behind CRT are also trying to, to disarm everyday people, no matter what their descriptor is, that ultimately heads to slavery. As Madison said, disarm the people, and that is the best and most effective way to enslave them. So does that mean, Steve, the people are that are so concerned about slavery years and years ago are actually trying to put in policies that will enslave the American people and the people of the world again? I mean, it's a, quite a question, isn't it? Well, we call you the master dot connector, and I think you're uh, you got one going there. Uh, yes, unfortunately. So when you have Beto O'Rourke, um, any of these uh, um, radical activist uh, politicians out there, uh, out there talking about gun control, this is ultimately where we could be headed. Because the bad guys, the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun, well. Not the only thing, but primarily the main thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. And uh, the fact that through public policy, these uh, PBIs are trying to disarm the good guy with the gun, you just have to realize that that makes all of the good guys vulnerable and enslaved to the bad guys, Producer Steve. All right. Well, you know, in this business, we have what we call the art of the segue. I wonder, now that work with me here, uh, could we make a strange little se- uh, kind of awkward segue? Uh, what would uh, m- uh, the founder of MyPillow, what's his name? Uh, Mike Lindell. What would he say about this particular quote based on what happened to him recently? You know, I, we're yes. not talking about you know, a firearm per se, but the, when you hear what the government's up to, you wonder. Well, but the people that did this, so this is, uh, and this is so interesting, the headline. So uh, uh, somebody texted me this last night <clears throat> that um, the FBI served Mike Lindell for a subpoena for the contents of his phone. Now, I'm looking over here at CNN Politics, and what I find interesting is they have not done the research to find out whether or not that's really true. This is how the headline goes. Pillow salesman and Trump ally Mike Lindell says says FBI served him with subpoena for contents of his phone. In this day and age, do you not think that uh, reporters could actually uh, uh, source it and and, uh, instead of making it look like it's an alleged thing to actually find out if it really happened? I mean, I've got to. So I find that headline just in that somewhat interesting. What do you think, Steve? Well, I, I haven't actually lit on that story. I've just been hearing little references to it, like we just heard at the top of the hour. But they actually, I guess, cornered him or surrounded him in a fast food restaurant to get his phone. 
Right. And they very probably also had firearms. Doesn't the FBI normally carry firearms? Well, yeah. So here you've got a uh, uh, government with firearms coming in to subpoena a cell phone, if you can believe it. And um, of a this, private citizen, right? Of a private citizen, and um, and this CNN politics thing. This is why this is such a problem, my friends. If we don't have free, fair, uh, transparent, and honest elections, we don't have a country. But yet they continue to say this. They say, and so this is the the first sentence: Mike Lindell, CEO of My Pillow, and prominent backer of former President Donald Trump's false voter fraud claims. Ah. There has been no, there has been no court yet that has said that they are false. So here you have CNN, which is supposed to be a, a news organization, putting out their opinion that it's false, and then they say said to, uh, that uh, Lindell said Tuesday the FBI served him with a grand jury subpoena for the contents of his phone as part of an investigation in a Colorado election security breach. So when we talk about Colorado being at the tip of the spear for all this, Colorado truly is. And uh, so, again, this is quite disturbing that the FBI is out there taking private citizens' phones when we look down at the southern border and we have people pouring across the southern border that uh, there are people that are coming across that border that want to hurt us. And then there's also people that want to come across, they're coming across the border that are hurting us economically because they're taking money out of hardworking everyday Americans pockets and uh, funding, you know, public programs to support these people. So we're being hurt economically. uh, And then I think there are people that are uh, coming across the border that actually want to hurt us. And of course, now these, uh, Border governors are sending these uh, uh, many of these migrants to uh, sanctuary cities, and the hypocrisy of uh, what is it? Chicago Mayor D.C. that would be Lori Lightfoot, uh, Mural Bowser at Washington D.C., and Eric Adams in um, New York. Uh, they're not happy about these migrants coming to their quote-unquote sanctuary city, Steve. No, they're not. You know, their first uh, the first flag they raised was the fact that it was overwhelming their homeless infrastructure, whatever they had set up going on in that particular city. Uh, They were overwhelmed. And now they've gone on to, you know, more blunt tactics like going after Abbott and Ducey, the governors of Texas and Arizona, with, you know, flat out in your face insults and, you know, questioning their faith. Mm And uh, it's just a mess. Right. And so they actually want to have a border around their city, but uh, but they don't want to have a border down at the southern border of the United States. And that. OK, I'm glad you, you mentioned that specifically. There was a councilwoman on the uh, count, city council of Washington, D.C., who basically pointed her finger at those two governors and said, you just made us a border town like we are above that. Yes. Interesting. So <clears throat> important subjects. And we're going to be talking with very important subjects with Trent Luce. And uh, he, you can find him. He's uh, he's really all over. He's um, uh, loose. Well, a whole bunch of different things. Loose lips, I think, is where he is at Substack. And um, anyway, we're going to get when we get him on, he'll tell us exactly how you can find uh, all the stuff that he's doing. So we will be right back with Trent Luce. 
Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. With the professional training from Franktown Firearms, everyone can improve. The experts at Franktown meet you at your current level of experience, gauging your confidence and ability so they can recommend exactly what's right for you. After you purchase your first or tenth firearm, Franktown will always encourage you to train. They maintain a comfortable atmosphere, offering lessons for improvement with one-on-one classes and private training or even group classes, guiding you along your journey from beginner to expert. They even offer a concealed carry certification class. Franktown Firearms doesn't play by the corporate model. As a family-owned, operated, and family-friendly business, they give everyone the time they deserve. They emphasize the importance of training in a comfortable and inclusive environment. Franktown Firearms wants you to be as invested in improving your skills as they are in training with you. Sign up for any of their group or personalized courses today at klzradio.com forward slash Franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. I thank all of you for supporting us. We are truly an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do to do it. And there's all kinds of bad ideas out there right now because uh, we are seeing all kinds of force and coercion and manipulation. And it is going to affect our food source. And uh, concerned about that. And the American farmer, rural America, has been feeding America and the world uh, because they're very efficient, they're very effective, and there is a real assault upon agriculture. And that's why these conversations with Trent Luce is so important. He's a sixth-generation United States farmer with a passion for agriculture that started years ago because he got his first pig when he was five years old. Uh, So Trent Luce, welcome to the show. I can. It's a pleasure to be back. It's great to have you. And you are so busy. How best can people find you to get all the information? I and mean, you write at Substack. You've, uh, you've got loosetails.com, and that's L-O-O-S, L-O-O-S. What's the best way for people to follow you and um, get information regarding all the things that you're doing? I have no idea, Ken. <laughs> 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 you know, Substack, I, I'm getting better at Substack and, and putting stuff there. Loose Tales Media, and that, as you said, T-A-L-E-S, media.com, loosetalesmedia.com. 
But the other place where just a, a tremendous amount of information is a trap on the loose at Beck.news, B-E-K.news. So I don't have it all concentrated in one spot. It's easier for me to avoid some censorship. But if you just oh, that's a good idea. Loose, you'll, you'll find more of what, more than you need, probably. That's loose, okay. L-O-O-S. Very good. So much to talk about. First thing, uh, I, I saw this, and I thought this was super interesting, that you had uh, debated uh, Wayne... Um, is, is, Song. I, how, okay. Song. And he is uh, one of the co-founders of Direct Action Everywhere, which is probably an NGO, a non-governmental organization. But you uh, debated him in Salt Lake City at the Veggie Fest. So tell us about that. I find that fascinating. Well, I'll first tell you about when Wayne and I first came in contact with one another. And for those that may not know, Wayne prides himself in being the extreme when it comes to animal rights activists. In fact, he's got a trial starting October 3rd in Utah for uh, illegally entering a farm and stealing pigs. He's got 17 felony arrests against him right now for doing that type of thing. And he, and he prides himself in doing it in the open every time he illegally, criminally enters a farm. He does it on Facebook Live, so it's not like he can defend himself that he wasn't there. He is doing it in the name of rescuing animals. And the first time I even come in contact with Direct Action Everywhere, I was in uh, Sonoma County, California, and I I heard that there was just an animal rights break-in at a neighboring egg-laying facility, a chicken farm, which just happened to be five miles down the road from where I was at. I was there, interestingly enough, filming the movie that I was in called The Stand of Paxton County, which, by the way, Kim, ironically, was about animal rights activists working at taking animals from uh, owners. So I had to go to this chicken farm. So the day after the animal rights groups were there, I went to the chicken farm and I did a, a broadcast with a guy, a neighbor. It wasn't the guy that owned the farm. It was a neighbor who was witness to all of this, and he was the one that was in the middle of all of this. And I put that out on the on the web, and his group, Wayne's group, had found my conversation and the fact that I was there. So he contacted me, and two times in the past three years, we've had uh, similar conversations slash debates on Facebook Live about the importance of animals for human consumption and improving the planet. And then he called me about two months ago, and he said, Trent, I've never met anybody who I disagree with, but yet we have more respectful conversations than you. I've been invited to do several programs at the Salt Lake City Veggie Fest, and they propose that they could have as many as 5,000 people there. And I don't want to let you know, I don't want you to think this is going to be a friendly environment, but I would invite you to come and and take part in a, a discussion, a debate, so to speak, about do we need to take the life of animals anymore? And I I really started in this entire endeavor 22 years ago, Kim, by going to animal rights conventions because I wanted to learn what takes a person to the point of thinking that the animal is not going to improve the planet, that the animal is not going to improve human health. And, and so that's where I, I cut my eye teeth, so to speak. So in many regards, it was kind of like coming home for me, going back to one of these conventions where it's me and a 2,000 people who don't like me. I like those odds. That's, that's tremendous and for me. And uh, I engaged with several people. I did some interviews on the street, so to speak, that were on my TV show yesterday, Trent on the Loose, 
and part of the discussion that I had with Wayne today is on that broadcast as well, which is at Beck.News. But it's all about interacting and having a respectful discussion with people you don't agree with. And, and when we got done, there was 12 people that wanted to have further discussions. And that's where I learned so much about what makes these people tick and how they get misinformation. I mean, I had a conversation that I recorded and aired with a lady who told me that humans were not designed by their digestive system to eat meat. And she explained that this is what she told me. If, if we were supposed to eat meat, our intestines would be a straight line, not a bunch of curves. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? What, what, did, what did you just say? Could you repeat that? And, and everything that had, had gone into forming her opinion is a blatant lie. And so I take it upon myself to say we can't allow these people to make these decisions based upon false information. If you have a reason, I don't believe that everybody should eat meat, milk, and eggs. I think that you should have the right to choose to do that. But if yes. you've made that decision based upon lies and infactual information from people like Wayne Hassan, who are, are wonderful at presenting a selective portrayal of the truth, then we need to have a discussion. And that's what led to the moment where I was in Salt Lake City on Saturday, which there's another little problematic part of this. I learned that the Salt Lake City, uh, not the chamber, but the city council, had donated this entire street in front of Liberty Park and the library auditorium to this movement. And I got to thinking, if I were to want to host a festival celebrating men and husbands and dads and have a mandate, take back the rainbow and celebrate what a man is supposed to be in the eyes of God, would they donate that street and that auditorium to me? And so, in essence, all the taxpayers of Salt Lake City donated that because they were taxed. Uh, and then the city council made the decision to uh, give this for free. So there, there's a there's a problem with that over there. Uh, but I want to talk a little bit about beef. Uh, it, as far as a protein source, these radical activists, Davos globalist elites, and and I saw this. Gosh, I saw this eight years ago when I st- when I started to become involved, where you started to see news stories about the benefits of eating bugs, and I thought, well, I guess if you want to eat bugs, to your point, if you want to eat bugs, that sh- should be your choice. But we see this uh, assault on um, our livestock industry through public policy trying to take away our choice on whether or not we can eat meat. And, of course, you and I have talked about uh, Jared Polis and his meat-out day, which um, resulted in, uh, I think he should have uh, received the, um, uh, uh, you know, supporter of the year for the uh, rural Colorado on that one because people went out and they said, we're going to have meat-in days, and it was pretty fabulous. But but so he, he, he pulled back, but that doesn't mean he pulled back on that day, but that doesn't mean that they're pulling back on the big policies. You see this come back around many different ways, but the protein in meat really helps people have the energy to be strong and to live their lives. And so I see this as an assault on just kind of the, the everyday person as to as a food source to be able to have the energy to do what they need to do and want to do. Uh, Trent, what's your thoughts? Beef is the most nutrient-dense food substance on the planet. And beef comes from the fact that cattle with a stomach that 
contains four chambers to a stomach, consumes cellulose material, something that you and I and other humans cannot consume, and upcycle that protein into the most nutrient-dense food substance on the planet. By the way, I want to remind you, like I reminded Wayne, 74% of the Earth's surface is not able to produce a crop that will feed a person, but a ruminant animal can take that and then convert it into, i.e., beef. There are many different protein sources. We could talk about lamb or goat or whatever the case may be. We'll talk about beef at this moment. Beef is off the charts in terms of available vitamin B12, niacin, uh, lysine, choline. Choline is vital for improving brain health, and, and this is one of the reasons why people who do not consume animal products struggle from a cognition standpoint is because choline feeds the brain. That, that's all documented. But the one that I wanted to focus on is nucleic acid because beef is the best source of nucleic acid. And while people may not be quite familiar with nucleic acid, there are two components of nucleic acid. The most, the two most prevalent in the human body are RNA and DNA. And then, Kim, my, old, my little old brain, which is well-fed with choline, thanks to bacon, eggs, and beef every day, I started thinking about this. What exactly does nucleic acid do? Nucleic, nucleic acid, according to the National Academies of Science and, and uh, Engineering and Medicine, is the number one uh, component in improving a stronger immune system, improving digestion, and a quicker muscle recovery. Now, let's go back to this for a moment. We've been demonizing beef. I agree with you 100%, and uh, your Governor Polis should be a Beef Backer Award recipient, but his intent is not positive. His intent is malice. How long have we been demonizing beef? And we can talk about milk, meat, and eggs across the board, but we'll talk about beef because it's the one that uh, gets the most demonization. If, in fact, we have been had introduced to our body an mRNA vaccine, which isn't a vaccine at all. It's a gene therapy. It's a jab. It's, it's something that's very harmful. At the same time that we have been told to reduce our consumption of compo- nutritional components, which feed our immune system. And one of those nutritional components that feeds our immune system also has a tie to the production of RNA. Is I'm posing this as a question because I have no data to verify, but it makes perfect sense to me that somebody knew the very way to support the immune system to protect yourself against a jab, which was did have malice intent, is to demonize the very food groups that improve what it is going to destroy. Very fascinating question. And so we'll leave that out there for people to ponder. Uh, We're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Trent Luce. And uh, that is L-O-O-S. And uh, he said one of the best places to find everything is at BEK.news, BEK.news. But uh, before we go to break, I just wanted to mention the USMC Memorial Foundation. Uh, They are raising money to remodel the Marine Memorial. Paula Sarles, she is tireless in her work on this. She is a Vietnam-era Marine veteran, also a Gold Star wife. And you can help her by going to USMC, her and her team, by going to USMC Memorial. Foundation.org. That's USMCMemorialFoundation.org. You can donate there. You could buy a brick to honor your military service or uh, uh, loved ones, and they're going to have these uh, bricks that will be these different walkways there. So, again, that's USMCMemorialFoundation.org. We will be right back with Trent Luce. 
Hey, everybody. Roots Medical here with an exciting update about the practice. In addition to specialties in hormones, thyroid, and gut health, Roots Medical is thrilled to now offer pediatrics. Scheduling is easy, and the appointments are comprehensive, genuine, and focused on your child. Take control of your child's health care by scheduling at Roots Medical. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your health care concerns. The Metro home ownership real estate market is very tight right now. That's why Kim Munson recommends you have seasoned REMAX realtor Karen Levine on your side of the table. Karen Levine will help you navigate through the many details of your home buying experience so that you can successfully pursue your American dream. Because Karen Levine cares about property rights for each individual, she volunteers hundreds of hours to represent home ownership opportunities at the local, county, state, and national levels. If you are considering buying or selling your home, call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of the Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newslet- newsletter there, and you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. On the line with me is Trent Luce, and that's L-O-O-S. And you can find him in multiple different places. Uh, check out B-E-K. Uh, dot, let's see, what is it? I had it here just a second. Not it is B-E-K, dot news. Um, Trent Luce, uh, what has been happening with the Dutch farmers is fascinating. And we've seen images of, uh, them having their tractors clogging, uh, traffic on the, on the freeways because they are, are, uh, protesting this, uh, Dutch emissions plan. And Farmers Daily just reported about six days ago that the Netherlands government has suffered a setback in its bid to impose tough emission targets on the Dutch agricultural sector. And we've heard uh, stories that uh, Dutch farmers have been told that they have to uh, get rid of up to 30% of their uh, livestock herds, which people are going to go hungry. So what do you think about all this, uh, Trent Luce? Well, I just want to remind you that on January 27th, 2021, uh, Biden signs Executive Order 14008. And that executive order is an attempt to accomplish exactly what the Dutch government brought about on the farmers in the Netherlands. And that all comes from the World Economic Forum. What happens is the Netherlands, the farmers in the Netherlands are just, excuse me, the politicians in the Netherlands have been ahead of the curve in what we're doing here in the United States, and they are already implementing this 30 by 30 strategy, which, by the way, in that language, it says that 30% of the land and water by 2030, will be returned to its natural state. Its natural state means that it is vulnerable to Mother Nature and will cause large fires or whatever the case may be. Kim, the interesting tie that I have to this, and I hope this is where everybody pays attention, whether you're involved in food production or simply just consume food, subsidies are the problem. And even in the most uh, recent Inflation Reduction Act, which is what they called it. It appears as though it was about creating more inflation, but they call it the Inflation Reduction Act. There's $369 million 
that were earmarked again for this project, 30 by 30, with another $350 million earmarked in another bill to going into what they're calling conservation, because who's opposed to conservation? All of this has a tie to the Dutch farmers because four years ago, I participated in a roundtable discussion with a group of farmers from the Netherlands. And they were telling me that they were leaders in cutting emissions. They were leaders in being conservation-minded. And they were doing all of these things which are above and beyond what you need to do to continue to use animals in the cycle of life and take the nutrients from the animals and return them to the soil and continue what God had planned for us to begin with. And finally, at the end of the day, I said, okay, all of this stuff you're talking about doing and, and how innovative you are, how much of this did you pay for versus the, gover- the Dutch government paying for? Well, we couldn't afford to pay for this. We have to have it provided for us. And what happens, Kim, is that when they, they being any government entity, provides you with something, there's always going to be a call on the other side. And right now, the call to the Dutch farmer has been, we have kept you in business. We've subsidized everything we wanted you to do. You went along with it like compliant little Asians, and we are now going to tell you you're going to get rid of 30% of your herd. When you take a subsidy, you are completely at the mercy of the people who gave you a subsidy. And so that's what's taking place right now in the railroad industry. We know that this is going to have the greatest impact on food production or anything we've seen because I, I got a call from Colorado last night, and they said that on Tuesday, one week from uh, yesterday, Tuesday, there is going to be a strike. And these rail, these rail cars are hauling coal that produces electricity. They're hauling uh, chlorine that keeps your water safe. They're hauling components for fuel. We will completely shut down the nation and food production and food distribution if, in fact, this rail industry goes on strike. And why wouldn't they go on strike? Because the Biden initiative put together an emergency board that he appointed July the 16th to find a way to fix this strike or to uh, prevent this strike. And their idea of preventing the strike was to give the railroad workers 40 percent pay increase including a 3.5% retroactive to 2020 plus $1,000 bonuses each year. I'm all for paying people properly for what it is they contribute, but at some point you have to say this is not affordable. You cannot continue to do this. So the moral of the story is the more government intervention that we have at every level, the tougher it's going to be for everyday citizens to make ends meet. Okay, on that, I'm going to just let that out there and let people think about that. We've got about five minutes left. And I uh, I typically don't weigh in on Facebook, but for some reason I felt compelled to do so. I live in Douglas County, Colorado, and um, one of the commissioners had posted on Facebook uh, that they had uh, that Douglas County had purchased some land some for open space. And um, I, I responded back and I said, is this really the proper role of government to be owning land? And uh, the, the commissioner responded back and said, well, you know, we're using the uh, money from the lottery the, uh, to, to buy open space. Over 50 percent of Douglas County is open space at this time. I'm th- and I'm thinking, well, do we need to really have more open space? But then I, I and he said, and we're paying fair market value. So we're um, honoring property rights, which that appears true. However, I responded back and said, but when you have government that is out there in the market, 
using taxpayers' dollars to buy the buy the land, that makes it more difficult for private individuals to buy it. And then I connected this dot with the World Economic Forum and the the thirty by thirty. We are actually. There's all these different programs that is taking land out of private private ownership and putting it into public ownership. And everybody likes, you know, you like the, the, the term open space, but uh, the, there's going to be a question on the ballot to extend a sales tax for open space. And I'm going to be doing a voter's guide, and I, I've got to come out as a no on this because I think 50% of open space is enough for Douglas County. I think people are taxed. Uh, um, plenty, and we need to be, you know, protecting private property rights. And it wasn't until just recently that I felt that, oh my gosh, this is part of the World Economic Forum taking land out of production. What's your thoughts on that, Trent Luce? No, I don't need to add to what you said. I agree 100%. There's no provision in the United States Constitution for government to own land beyond the basics, like post office and army barracks and things like that. Of course, we could expand upon that Fort Carson, Kenyon, Canyon expansion and see what they tried to do there, but that's a little bit off topic for the day. I agree 100%. And in fact, ironic you bring that up because that's exactly how I closed my program from the Salt Lake City Veggie Fest yesterday on Trends on the Loose is I went to what is considered green space, open space, in a suburb, Riverton, Utah, right outside of Salt Lake City, and I actually talked to the family that owns this property, and they're getting tremendous pressure to sell it. So here we have people talking about open space and green space and all these other things, a little alfalfa field sitting in the middle of this community that's going to be consumed by urbanization. But at the end of the day, the only way we continue to achieve liberty and freedom is that individuals own property and the individual's have the property right to do what they want to with the land, not to be owned by some government entity. Well, and so we're, this, uh, we will get you scheduled for next next month again because this is such an important issue. It's been so, in some ways, subtle this attack on on property rights, and it comes through as you mentioned, green space, open space, and uh, and using taxpayer dollars to do that. Trent Luce, we're out of time now. What's the final thought you'd like to leave with our listeners today? Final thought is there's one other source of information, Kim, that we did not share with folks. It's uh, in line with everything we're talking about today in terms of property rights. That's protect the harvest. It is harvest season, and the folks at Protect the Harvest do a fantastic job of getting the information to individuals to empower them to maintain their property rights. Thank you for the opportunity once again. Oh, it's always a great conversation, and that is Trent Luce, and he uh, Protect the Harvest. Be sure and check that out. And then also BEK.news, and uh, the information is there. Uh, We'll be there today, uh, 3.30 p.m. Um, All the information is right there at BEK.news, and Trent will be on later today. So we're going to go to break. When we come back, uh, our founders recognized all this. Human nature doesn't change. And that's why this vision of the Declaration and our U.S. Constitution is so unique throughout all human history. And the fact that uh, Little Grand Lake, uh, just a beautiful gym in the Rocky Mountains, are uh, they're hosting their 11th annual U.S. Constitution Week. I have the great honor to uh, MC the event on the main event on Saturday, but we're going to talk with Mark Avell when he comes in or uh, calls in uh, regarding um, how it's going up there. And and so stay tuned. We'll be right back with Mark Avell. 
Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Are you concerned about the curriculum taught in government-run schools? Are you concerned about CRT and sexual indoctrination worldview agendas taught to your children in government-run schools? Are you concerned that your children are not receiving a quality education in the government-run public schools? Have you considered homeschooling but don't know where to start? Christian Home Educators of Colorado, or CHECK, has answers. You can homeschool. Go to check.org slash start. Kim Munson highly recommends Christian Home Educators of Colorado. Reclaim your child's education by going to chec.org slash start today. No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on and who is responsible. That is why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. She has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim could use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And um, the U.S. Constitution and the Declaration of Independence are uh, documents that they are radical as you look at it in throughout human history. This vision of the declaration that all men are created equal with these rights from God of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And uh, then the Constitution that was put in place to protect the rights of individuals is uh, so important, so unique. And what Grand Lake is doing, and Grand Lake is just this gym uh, in the Rocky Mountains. Uh, they are um, hosting their 11th annual U.S. Constitution Week. Mark Auville is the president of, uh, of all the volunteers, and he's on the line. Mark Auville, welcome to the show. Good morning, Kim. It's always an honor. Great to have you. And... Um, so you're you're in it now. Uh, have had two days of events, and you have lectures every day at eleven uh, in the morning and six in the evening. How are things going so far? So far, so good. Thank you, Kim. Uh, yes, uh, you know, you know, Tom Goodfellow, founder and president of Grand Lake U.S. Constitution Week for ten years, moved to Lake Havasu. He's starting a Constitution Week down there, and uh, we've needed to. Uh, take take over and um, 
move forward with the 11th annual Grand Lake Constitution Week. And so far, uh, it's been a success. We've, we have great volunteers and uh, a great support. Well, and uh, the other day you were on just recently and explained the basis of uh, Constitution Day, Constitution Week. So uh, tell us about that again. Sure. Uh, Most people don't know that Constitution Week is actually a law that in 1955, the Daughters of the American Revolution, DAR, petitioned Congress to set aside September 17th through the 23rd annually uh, for the dedication and observation of Constitution Week. And uh, so the Daughters of uh, the American Revolution petitioned Congress and President Eisenhower on August 2nd, 1956, actually passed it as a law. And it's actually U.S. Code 36108. And... If, if you don't mind, I'll read part of uh, President Eisenhower's proclamation. He says, I urge the people of the United States to observe that week with appropriate ceremonies and activities in their schools and churches and in other suitable places. I also urge them at that time to give solemn and grateful thought to that eventful week in September 1787 when our Constitution was signed delivered to the Continental Congress, and made known to the people of the country, thus laying the foundation for the birth of a new nation. So Constitution Week is the celebration and education of our founding documents. And in Grand Lake, we have been honoring this event now, going on our 11th year. And it should be celebrated, like Mike Tompkins, who is our chairman, he uh, often says it should be celebrated like Independence Day. Well, and I cannot believe, first of all, how long does it take to get up to Grand Lake? It's typically, what, about a couple hours to drive up, drive up there from the metro area? Yeah, it's about, it's about two hours from the metro Denver area, so it's not that long of a ride. So people can, first of all, they can do a day trip, which I think is important. And uh, next question, because the temperatures have been warm, have the leaves started to turn on the aspen uh, up at Grand Lake yet? Yes, they are. Not as much as some of the other years, because as you know, it's been a, a pretty warm late summer into fall, but we are getting turning leaves, and it's just beautiful up here. The weather's been spectacular. Yes, the Weather Committee's done a super job on that, Mark Avell. <laughs> uh, yes. So it's going it's to be a beautiful, beautiful uh, time up there. So let's talk about uh, the events. And uh, so every day you have lectures at 11 and 6, and the, the list of the, the presenters is just remarkable. And so what's uh, going to be going on today? And, again, it's just two hours up there. You can do a day trip uh, if you, um, you want to on any of these days. So what's happening today? So uh, our events today can include uh, a breakfast at 8.30 in the morning, and that's uh, sponsored by uh, Mike Tompkins, our chairman at Rocky's uh, Restaurant. And what he's done, which he started last year, and it's a great event, is uh, sponsors and volunteers are invited to meet some of our uh, 
some of our speakers so we can then have a more um, intimate relationship with just talking with them um, and getting to know them better. So that kicks off. And then at 11 a.m., we have uh, Kelly Johnston, and he's going to be talking about understanding today's U.S. Constitution. And then at 6 p.m., we have uh, a local constitutional scholar, Brian Blumsfeld, and he's going to talk about political parties, primary elections, and the Constitution, history, practice, and reform. Okay, then tomorrow at 11 o'clock is uh, Captain Charles C.M. Wood, uh, retired U.S. Navy, and Captain L. Laddie Coburn, retired U.S. Navy, and they're going to talk about the Constitution and the warrior. So that's going to be really important. But that trivia contest tomorrow at 3, people can put together teams. They can actually (laughs) compete in the trivia contest virtually, and that is always a lot of fun. So where can people get information about that, Mark Aville? Uh, you can go to our website, GrandLakeUSConstitutionWeek.com, and the trivia information is on that website um, and also on the Facebook page. Okay, great. And then tomorrow evening, Ambassador Richard H. Jones on what the Constitution means to a, the member of the deep state. So that will be fascinating. And then tomorrow, Jay Bowen at 11, what makes our constitutional republic unique in history. And then 6 o'clock, my friend, immigrant from China, Helen Raleigh, will uh, talk about how to protect our republic from becoming a Marxist tyranny like China. But, uh, my gosh, uh, Mark Avell, what you have going on on Saturday is amazing. So tell us about that. Saturday's our big day, Kim, as you know, including yourself as the MC, which we always appreciate. And, uh, so at 9 a.m., there's a separate event, and it's actually the American Legion Post 88 is going to be dedicating a new Veterans Memorial Park at 9 a.m. It's the formal, formerly known as the Triangle Park. And then after their event at 1030, we have a parade you, uh, the Grand Lake U.S. Constitution Week always has a parade on Saturday. And uh, at that time also, we're going to have a flyby. There's going to be two F-16s that are going to buzz Grand Lake. It's always so awesome. Wow, I know. And then at 1130, yeah, and then at 11.30, the festivities begin, and you'll be our MC for that. At 12.30, we have Frank Donatelli. He's our keynote speaker. He's going to be talking about remembering President Reagan's speech on the 200th anniversary of the Constitution. And then at 2 p.m., we have Dot Saro Band. Uh, it's a, a local band from Denver, nationally known. This is their second annual um, appearance at Grand Lake U.S. Constitution Week. And then in the evening, we're going to have fireworks at 8.30 p.m., And then on Sunday, this is our second annual uh, event on Sunday. We've expanded it to a full week now, and we have a worship service with Stillwater Chapel, and actually Stephen Watts of Dot Sarah will be joining them. And so uh, Saturday and Sunday are going to be great events. The weather is looking good. And uh, I just wanted to say that, a couple of days ago when we were on your on your show, we mentioned uh, 
this is expanding and people are getting networked through your show, Kim. I mentioned that Texas is going to have a Constitution Week next year in Wimberty, uh, Texas. I got a text from somebody. They said they're moving to Texas. They want to be a volunteer. I oh connected them with the gentleman that's starting the uh, Constitution Week next year. And so that's growing. And, and so um, it's the networking's happening uh, last night when Professor uh, Dr. Uh, Thomas Cranawitter was our speaker. After that event, there was a gentleman that walked up to me and he said, I live in Loveland. I understand that Mary Zinzan, he didn't know who Mary was, but that there's a Blessings of Liberty uh, event that's happening this week, another Constitution Week a celebration. And he asked me for contact information for the lady who's setting that up because that he wants to also be a part of it. So um, this week through your show, we're having a lot of networking happening and people wanting to get involved with other Constitution Weeks that are happening. Well, and I, I had somebody text me uh, yesterday. He said, I can't be there in Grand Lake this weekend because he was in Missouri. Uh, but he, uh, uh, you know, gave his gave his best to that. And again, so Mary Zinzin, you can get her information at Eventbrite, Blessings of Liberty. And we're going to talk with you again, uh, Mark Auville, to just get an update on how things are going. And I, I think that's tomorrow. It's either tomorrow or Friday. I can't remember what we have that on. But again, that's GrandLakeUSConstitutionWeek.com, Grand Lake usconstitutionweek.com i can't wait to see you and tanya and everybody up there in grand lake this weekend mark so have a great day thank you kim okay and our quote is james madison he said we are free today substantially but the day will come when our republic will be an impossibility it will be an impossibility because wealth will be concentrated in the hands of a few a republic cannot stand upon bayonets and when the day comes when the wealth of the nation will be in the hands of a few then we must rely upon the wisdom of the best elements in the country to readjust the laws of the nation to the changed conditions so my friends today be grateful read great books think good thoughts listen to beautiful music communicate and listen well live honestly and authentically strive for high ideals and like superman stand for truth justice and the american way my friends you are not alone god bless you and god bless america